This hour of Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Now back to Spears and Ali on 1490 AM, 94.9 HD Channel 4 ESPN Tucson. Happy Friday. Welcome to Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson. Is that German? It is German. I kind of like that. That's Peter Fox. That's good stuff right there. Oomph. Yeah, I disagree. <laughs> okay. Uh, hour number three of Spears and Ali presented by Tucson Federal Credit Union. Better than a bank? Better than your bank. And uh, the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans, diehard Arizona basketball fan that I know will be in attendance this weekend for Senior Day. Yeah, you're looking to buy a house. You're looking to refinance. You're looking to get a little bit of equity out to do that home remodeling you're looking for. Man, there's nobody better to work with than our guy, PV. Paul Volpe. We're not talking about Palo Verde. We're talking about Paul Volpe. Paul Volpe, living epitome of a G.I. Joe with a Kung Fu grip when it comes to home loans. <laughs> uh, it's busy in the sports world. Uh, Arizona baseball, they have their home opener in about uh, one hour at High Corbett Field, taking on the West Virginia Mountaineers. Uh, Arizona obviously had a productive weekend last week at the MLB Desert Invitational with a huge win over number two, Tennessee. Uh, let's see what the Wildcats can do tonight against West Virginia. TJ Nichols, who pitched the absolute gem against the Volunteers, he's he gets the, the first start at High Corbett tonight. And TJ Nichols looked spectacular against Tennessee. Uh, only gave up three hits, one run, and had six strikeouts. And because of his outing against Tennessee, uh, he was named Pac-12 Pitcher of the Week. So That's awesome. TJ, TJ Nichols will be back on the mound tonight for the Arizona Wildcats as they open up the home slate against West Virginia. Is that the key to this team this Pitching, year? Pitching, man. Pitching? Yeah. Because it seems like they got the hitting. Yeah, they got the skill players. And they actually have a couple of uh, newbies that are probably going to make some noise this year for the Wildcats. Uh, Kiko Romero, who's their starting first baseman. Uh, Chip Hale said that he can also play some right field, too. Uh, Kiko uh, played at CDO and then went to Central Arizona. He could have actually got drafted last year, but wanted to improve his draft stock and decided after, uh, you know, I think he led Central Arizona to like a junior college championship, decided I need to go to Arizona and improve my draft resume, and uh, he's a very promising player. And for a Tucson native to play for the Arizona Wildcats, I think is a really cool deal. So if you're going out to High Corbett tonight or if you're going to check out Arizona baseball at any point this season, keep an eye out on Kiko Romero. And also uh, Mason White from South Point Catholic yeah. uh, playing a DH this year, mostly for uh, the Wildcats, but uh, Chip said he can play multiple positions in the infield as well. So a couple of T-Lokes going to make an impact for the Wildcats. And the guy this year, like the 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 legit, no joke, this guy is good, is Chase Davis, right? He's their best player. He's so Hands good. Down. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah, look forward to look forward to catching a lot of baseball action this year. Yeah. And Chip Hale, just a great, another great hire by Dave Hickey. Uh, just he's, he's doing great things with the program. And also, um, you know what my favorite element about going to Arizona baseball games is? It's not just the, the game itself and eating sunflower seeds. Mercury? It's <laughs> not mercury. Okay. Um, is the sunset. Oh, yeah. There's nothing like a high Corbis sunset. I, I thought you were talking your favorite element from, like, chemistry. Oh, no, yeah, no, no. Okay. My favorite part about going to mine was Arizona Mine was baseball. gold. Gold? Because it's the, it's the symbol is AU, and the way I remember it is like, hey, you, give me back my gold. <laughs> oh my so, yeah. It's uh, a wow. high Corbett is a great what a... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> There's your nerd show for the day. Yeah, I love go. it. Dad's out there. You're welcome. <laughs> so, 
I uh, I think High Corbett is an excellent venue for Arizona baseball. And when they moved there, it was exactly the right decision. Absolutely. Yes, I love it. I wonder what uniforms they're wearing tonight. Because I know they have their new white ones that commemorate the 1986 national championship. And I know the pinstripes have oh, been a key go. part. You're going to criticize the baseball no, uniforms no, they, now, they, too? they look incredible. Okay, good. No butt? No. Okay, great. No no butts here. <laughs> Just saying. And I wish they would also have done this. No. No. Yeah. The, the whites without the pinstripes. It looks chef's kiss. Uh, I'm this, a big fan of them. This is a good team, man. And uh, I think I think it's going to be a good spring, Arizona baseball mm-hmm. and softball. TJ Nichols on the mound tonight. And then tomorrow, uh, Anthony Susak, the younger brother of Daniel Susak, he's pitching for the Wildcats as well. They call him Tonka. Oh, yeah? That's the name. Tonka Susak. Is it because he's built like a truck? Maybe. Yeah. It has to be. He, he is a pretty big dude. Yeah. So. Good. Um, all right. Real quick, Ali, before we talk Arizona basketball, if you want to talk about senior day, Arizona basketball, what is your favorite senior day moment at Arizona? Or who is your favorite graduate transfer to come and play for the Arizona Wildcats? Or what is maybe your favorite Arizona versus ASU memory. Our phone lines are open, 719-1490, 719-1490. We're talking Arizona basketball here on ESPN Tucson. Uh, just your thoughts real quick on the NBA coming back. Uh, a couple of impressive games last night. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies-Sixers game yeah. was awesome to watch. Impressive comeback by the Sixers. And then Lakers, not too bad. But, of course, I still need to see more. And then tonight we got the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, uh, it's great to have the NBA back. It's great to have the NBA back, and because uh, I think there's a lot of teams that you can put them in different categories, but there's only like four or five teams that are right now truly out of it. I think you're going to see a lot of very competitive basketball in the next uh, month or so. So, yeah, I I love my Lakers, and they're playing good basketball. I hate that their uniforms look like the UCLA Bruins, though. Where's the the home yellows? You wear yellow at home. That's what I'm saying. Come on, man. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I do like the way they look, but just so UCLA-ish. Yeah. Minneapolis, right? That was their look. Is that what that was? Yeah. Oh, so UCLA stole it from Minneapolis. I feel better. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're going to go with. I feel better about it now. <laughs> uh, all right. So now moving on to Arizona basketball. Today, or tomorrow, excuse me, is Senior Day at McHale Center. And it's going to be a day where the Wildcats get to honor a few uh, one-year rentals, right? Cedric Henderson. Cordy Ramey, graduate transfers. Uh, Matthew Lang, a transfer from Gonzaga. Uh, he'll be honored as well as as a walk-on. Um, it, it, it's And Jordan Maines, right? And Jordan Maines yeah. as well. Matthew and, Lang, by the way, really smart kid. Like, ex- extremely smart kid. Very impressive. Absolutely. And then, Ali, you go down to the, the managers. Yeah. And uh, your boy, Xavier, is being honored yeah. for his years of being uh, the manager or one of the many managers that the Arizona basketball program has. And I know that he's worked so hard the last few years. And I know that when he first became a manager, it was at a very difficult time because you had this pandemic thing and you had to kind of go through all of those hurdles while juggling school and being a student. We all know Xavier, he can do whatever the hell he wants to in this world. Like he is that he's that dude, but to, to see him, balance everything at the, at the same time while this pandemic's going on. And, of course, the coaching change happened. Um, I applaud your son, and I, I can't wait to see him have his moment 
with his family on Saturday at McHale Center. It's going to be awesome, man. I'm so proud of him, and you said it, man. Just like just think of what's transpired the last four years with Arizona basketball, the ups and the downs, right? The, yeah. Um, and, you know, getting told that uh, the season's over after a big win at Washington in the Pac-12 tournament to all the tumult with uh, with Coach Miller and the bogus reporting from ESPN and the uh, NCAA's uh, dumb investigation that amounted to nothing, which it was. Uh, and then, you know, being coming in with a new coach and, you know, you got to got to get to integrate with that. Uh, and, you know, really happy that he got to be around some great people. He's made lifelong relationships and he's learned things that are going to take him and uh, be a positive thing for him the rest of his life. And with that being said, Ali, uh, of course, you know, these guys are the seniors. We all know about them. This is their last game at McHale Center. And, you know, we, we talked about it briefly in the 4 o'clock hour. You don't like to do this. I hate it. Is this Azulis Tubelis' last game? I detest this so much. I don't think he knows. Okay. What do you think? I mean, I, are I we think giving our opinion? You think I, so? This is my opinion. This is not sourced by any means. But, yeah, man, I, I think it is. Um, I, I think, you know, the, the buzz that he's getting and, of course, the – the postseason accolades, I think, will certainly help. Um, of course, NBA teams or scouts, you know, they, they all want to look at, okay, well, he's a power forward. Does he fit in today's league? And unfortunately, Azulis Tubelis' three-point numbers don't really match the prototypical power forward in today's NBA. I mean, shoot, centers are starting to shoot three-pointers now. Look at what Jokic is doing. But Jokic is a generational talent. Joel Embiid, I mean, these guys are generational talents. But going back to, like, the whole power forward position, you know, people want to say, oh, Zeus Tubelis needs to, to develop his three-point shot. I think that will be an element to his game that could be added. I mean, shoot, look at what Channing Fry did when he left Arizona. Right. He added that, right? But, but you said Channing Fry always said he had that part of his game. Yeah. But he said, no, you're not going to show that off. You're going to be a center. <laughs> right. right. Um, but I think Zeus Tubelis, he needs to find the right fit. And I think he can go early in the second round and find the right fit. Now, I know it's not guaranteed, and you'd almost rather see the guy come back and play one more year at Arizona. But I think, honestly, if he finds the right fit, the right team, Azul's Tabellas can thrive. And you don't need to be that power forward that could shoot a bunch of three-pointers because you look at what you know guys like DeMontis Sabonis is doing with the Sacramento Kings. He's a power forward, right? I mean, Sabonis and uh, Tabellas, their games are identical. And, I'm, and, of course, they're both from Lithuania. Yeah, and they're similar. both friends, but they're they're very identical. Um, and Aaron Gordon with the Denver Nuggets. Like, is Aaron Gordon this all-world three-point shooter? No, but he found the right front-court counterpart with Nikola Jokic, the guy who can do a little bit of everything, and he's a perfect fit with Nikola. So I think that for Azulis Tubelis, just finding the right team, the team that's going to invest in him and work with him, I think is the key. And honestly, at this point, the way his game has progressed, I know it hasn't really shown the last three games. He's kind of taken a dip. But everyone hits their their lows, right? And I think that Azulu Subelis will bounce back. And I know Arizona fans would much rather see him come back for another season. But to me, I think Azulu Subelis has created enough work to maybe make that jump to the NBA. Maybe, Justin. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, the... I don't know. I don't know the young man, but by all impressions, uh, he's a he's a different cat. You know, he kind of goes by the beat of his own drum. So I don't think uh, if you can say anything's expected, you're probably wrong. Let's see how the rest of the year transpires or the rest of the season. Let's see how he does in the tournament. 
and then I'm sure he's going to go get, uh, you know, evaluated. And, you know, then I think he'll make his decision at that point. I'm, I guarantee you he's not thinking about that right now. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, he hasn't – I don't. I disagree with you. He hasn't taken a dip the last three games. He got in foul trouble the last three games. So I don't think he's hit this wall or, like, he's tired. It just he's – he's got two early fouls in the last three games and it's kind of uh, been a ch- yeah. choppy game for him. Um, but, like, the second half of uh, – you know, was it Utah or Colorado? I think he, he had a really good second half uh, of, of those, at least one of those games. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I'm just going to live in the present. And uh, you're going to hear this uh, probably from one of our first guests of our morning show. Day to day, paycheck by paycheck, long neck by long neck. Long neck to long neck. Long neck to long neck. Tommy Lloyd. Tommy Lloyd. The best, man. Well, well, let's see what happens. Might be on the first morning Spears and Ali. Fingers crossed. Uh, but if this is Azulus Tubelis' last game, um, man, what a what a career it's been at the University of Arizona. Still many to be played, right? Still need to do the, the games next week in L.A. Still need to play in the Pac-12 tournament and, of course, the NCAA tournament. And how the NCAA tournament finished uh, last year, this is big for Azulus Tubelis. You know, we, we like to talk about legacies here on sports talk shows, but... Azulus Tubelis could really leave behind a, a great legacy if he makes his mark in the NCAA tournament, which wasn't the case last year. Yeah. Um, I think he's left a great legacy. I think he can build on it in the next yes. month or so. So I, he's been a class kid, he, off the court, on the court, uh, high character, played great basketball. Uh, I have personally very much enjoyed watching him play these last three years. Well, I remember at the start of the year, he shouldered the responsibility of what happened in the NCAA tournament and realized I played soft. I can't play like how I performed in the NCAA tournament. So rather than playing in the FIBA World Cup qualifier, he stayed in Tucson, experienced his first uh, Tucson summer, and got cooked this summer. He said it was so hot this summer. I'm like, yeah, welcome to Tucson, man. But he got better, and uh, he's now starting to enjoy the fruits of his labor. But outside of his 40-point game, Ali... Any uh, memorable Azulus Tubelis' games? Uh, the game-winning shot <clears throat> against ASU in Tempe when James Akinjo passed him the alley-oop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a shot. It was a pass. It's a terrible shot. Uh, yeah, it was not. Uh, you know, the. I mean, that's the thing. And this, this speaks to when I say he's not building a great legacy. He's built a great legacy, and he's building upon it. How many 18 and 15 games can we talk about? How many double-double games? How many uh, just... Uh, consistent consistent excellence that's what uh-huh. that's his legacy he has been mr consistent the last couple of years and by the way Houston will make us all look a little soft yeah those guys look good this year by the way yeah they're, they're gonna be back and guess what the final four is i know they you know what i heard and this is why i'm like oh my god i want arizona to win i think they can win but the the everything the stars are lining up for Houston to win why is this year the anniversary of <clears throat> no, Fly Slamajama? I'm going to tell you. Okay. It's in Houston, Final Four, as you mentioned. They brought all their guys back, including a really good recruit. It's Jim Nance's last Final Four who will be doing the broadcast. Jim Nance, an alumnus of the University of Houston. Jeez. I know, man. The script writers are at it again. I know. It's, they're in college basketball, too, not just the NFL. Those, They're in college basketball. Those four people in that room just making all of our decisions. You think Arizona, every time they get their script, they're like, oh, seriously, again? Really? 
not not one Final Four since 2001. Come on, guys, throw us a bone here. I think the script this year is like, <laughs> hey, we don't have to go to Anaheim. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> we got a shot. <laughs> we'll take Sacramento and Denver. Sweet we'll 16 in Vegas? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Perfect. Uh, all right, real quick, Ali. One memorable Arizona ASU game at McHale Center. Go. Uh, man. The Steve Kerr game? Steve Kerr game, yeah. I mean, for some reason, I don't know if it was ASU. Was TJ McConnell Senior Day the one where he kissed the, the logo? Was yep. that ASU? I don't know if it was ASU, but it was Senior Day. That's my memorable Senior Day. That'll be number two after this Saturday. Okay. Um, all right, one Senior Day, by the way, that doesn't get talked about, Nick Wise. Game winner, double overtime. All right, yeah. coming up next on Spears and Ali. Great point. Let's talk with uh, Air, former Arizona baseball pitcher Robbie Medell, who's an aspiring pickleball player. Stay tuned. More Spears and Ali coming up next. Have you noticed that the way Justin's beard is twisted tells you where his emotions are for the day? So if any of you want to know what is on the mind of Justin Spears and what's he thinking about, you can read it just like you would Braille if you couldn't see <laughs> by what you see or feel in his beard. <laughs> And I always like seeing him when he comes to the studio. And if there's a couple of little ones, I'm like, all right, my man's good. If I see the big rebarb, it's like, dude, you good? What, what do we need to talk about? <laughs> I can't hear this song without uh, thinking about Jordan Peele. What movie was it? Was that Get Out? Or that was Us. Us. That's the that's the movie. Really great movie. Uh, and it forever changed how I listened to I Got Five on it. But uh, speaking of I Got Five on it, we got uh, five minutes left until the end of the show today. And like how I did that. Nice yeah, that was, segue. That was amazing. <laughs> wow. Appreciate your sarcasm there, buddy. No, I mean, it's just like how you did that, how deftly and intelligently. It was just low-hanging some, fruit. Such a bottomless bottomless sea of knowledge and intelligence that like, I'm, <laughs> you amaze me every day. Now you got four on it. Now we got to find that song. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of number four, TJ McConnell. He had a great senior day. He did. At Arizona. That was awesome. And kissed the courts, kissed the block A. That was his last performance at McHale Center. This Saturday is obviously senior day at the U of A. Uh, when, when you think about memorable senior day moments outside of TJ McConnell, uh, what, what do you think about? You know, it's it's hard to come up with one thing. The, the thing that comes up to me, uh, we talked about it earlier, was when, uh, I don't remember who was graduating, but I think it was like, uh, Raleigh Alkins and Aaron Gordon and somebody else. DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton. And they were all, you know, when they were freshmen, Sean Miller didn't leave any any anybody guessing. He's like, uh, guys, this is the last game they're playing here. We're going to honor them too. Mm-hmm. And I, always, I thought that was a really cool gesture. And then Dusan Ristich at the end of the game takes off his jersey and has a, an undershirt that says Dusan loves Tucson. That's right. And then him and PJC and all the other guys on the team – uh, and that was also a game they declared the Pac-12 championship, too. So they were cutting down the nets, having a celebratory moment, and they all went into the, the stands and all gave everyone high fives. That's right. They ran up the uh, the student section, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that. And I think that was the first time they ever did something like that. That's which right. Which was, was so cool to see, man. After Especially after that season, the 2017-18 season, with that, how much that team went through for them, had that moment was really special. Um, and you know what we have? It does, we don't have it this year, but... I think we're going to have it a little bit more with Tommy Lloyd is this feeling of senior day the way it used to be because you used to be developing relationships with these young men because they were here two, three, four years. And so uh, it wasn't just one year and they're gone. And I know, you know, so Courtney Ramey and Cedric Henderson are one year. 
Jordan Maines, he was here all four years. Uh, Matthew Lang, the walk-on from Gonzaga, one year. Xavier, the manager, uh, and his buddy, the two managers, are uh, mm-hmm. four years. And I think as time progresses, you're gonna, we're going to have more of these senior days that have kids that have been here for multiple years. And I, you know, it's just uh, a fact. I mean, time, that kind of time makes the heart grow even fonder Absolutely. because you've had so much more experience with them. You know, there are the, the, the ones who, you know, put in the work for the four years, like you said, Ali. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, some senior days kind of get lost in the moment uh, or lost in, in history. Uh, is Does Gabe York's senior day kind of get lost in it? The, oh, totally. The, the nine three-pointers? Absolutely. Yeah. That's another great one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a tied the record for most three-pointers in a game by a wild That was an incredible game. Yeah. Just, was that against Oregon? Or who was that uh, against? Oregon or Cal. Yeah. Okay. One, of the Bay, one of the Bay Area yeah. schools. Um, and then... You know, one that kind of gets lost in the the sauce is yeah, that Eugene, Oregon, now yeah, finds itself in the Bay Area. Bay Area. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Nick Wise in 2010, uh, he was the the starting point guard for Sean Miller's first club at Arizona, and you know he had an interesting career because he played four years, and every single year he had a different head coach. His freshman season was Lute Olson. Next year, Kevin O'Neill. Junior season, Russ Pinnell, and last year, Sean Miller. Yeah. And you don't re- you don't see anything like that. And then in double overtime, he hits the game winner against USC and puts his one last stamp on the program. Oh, so. Another great moment. And speaking of Russ Pinnell, Russ Pinnell has uh, more Sweet 16 appearances in that one year than ASU has in the 21st century. Ooh. Interesting fact. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but But they had James Harden. I know. He goes left. <laughs> I don't know if anybody... <laughs> I don't know who's doing a scouting report back then, but it's like, he's got to go left. God, drill me crazy. Um, all right, so Arizona takes on ASU. Bay Area uh, matchup. This this Saturday at McHale Center. One last time at McHale Center. And then uh, the Arizona women's basketball team, uh, they're on the road tomorrow against Oregon State. They're taking on Bendu Yaney, former Wildcat, yeah. which is going to be a tough task. Couldn't hit a shot in the second quarter last night uh, no. against Oregon, and uh, it really tough defeat. But uh, the one thing about Adia Barnes' teams is they always bounce back. So yeah. expect a really good game against the Beavers. Plus, is, is Corvallis also in the Bay Area, or is that just Oregon? <laughs> Y'all know what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> it's either Cal or Stanford, one of the Bay Area teams. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Spears and Ali. Subscribe to the podcast.